0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: everyone and welcome to Violet Reiki Radio and welcome to Violet Reiki Radio in the middle of a Mercury retrograde (laughs) having a little bit of difficulty running around the studio Uh, I would like to thank the founders of this, the Seca Network for giving me this wonderful opportunity to bring to you every week Violet Reiki Radio, where we talk about Reiki and all things surrounding and connected to Reiki, the discovery, roots, practice, and more, things that the founder of uh, Reiki, Mikao Sui, was very much interested in throughout his life. Reiki is a universal force energy. It is an intelligent energy of love and wholeness. It understands the cause of problems and what healing is necessary. The Reiki energy has a wisdom of its own, healing and balancing all aspects of a person's mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Reiki is a blessing, an instantaneously conferred sacred potential for healing, protection, personal and spiritual development. For more information on Reiki, I welcome you to visit my website, which is www.violetrosereiki.com, or you can send me an email directly and ask me anything you would like to know about Reiki at rose at violetrosereiki.com. You can also find me on Facebook as Violet Rose. Violet Rose Reiki. Also on Facebook, I have a page which is called Reiki Ward. Reiki Ward was formed almost three years ago to provide distance Reiki healing for humans and animals all over the world, globally. Reiki Ward does two to three rounds of healing every day at a minimum. And we also place the requests that come in to us on our Healing Crystal Reiki grid for 24-7 energy work and healing. If you have a request for Reiki, whether it's for yourself, a neighbor, a relative, um, whoever, friends, just put that up on Reiki Ward. You could just search on Facebook in the uh, little search box there, Reiki Ward. And we'll come up and you post your request the same way you would post something on a friend's wall or, um, you know, any of your Facebook friends. It works the same way. So if you do have a request for Reiki, for you, a family member, a beloved animal, by all means, put them up on Reiki Ward and we will get to them ASAP. My guest this evening is Mari Hall, and Mari is a multifaceted woman, a life skills coach, trainer, and motivational speaker. Mari has been a teacher and practitioner of Reiki for over 30 years. She has a private practice and also does distance work and telephone consultations, and I also believe she uh, does consultation via Skype, but we'll confirm that when she gets here. Um, She has a private practice, and she also travels to teach all over the world. Her focus is on providing individual and couple skills to return to a balanced state. Mari specializes in stress reduction, women's issues, and family meditation services. Her goals are to continue to inspire people to remember their birthright and live life fully. She taught and lived in Europe for over 18 years. During that time, she founded and still directs the International Association of Reiki. Through this association, Mari has taught Over 50,000 people, Reiki, and she has authored nine books that have been published on Reiki in many different languages. Mari is also a designer of very special, one-of-a-kind prayer beads. Her designs incorporate precious and semi-precious stones and prayer. She has an extensive website devoted to the use of prayer mantras and beads For Health and Harmony. So that's just a little bit about my guest and what she does. And we will see if she's on the line. I believe she is. Let's hope. Is this Mari? It is. Hi, Mari. Thank you so much for agreeing to be my guest on Violet Reiki Radio this evening.
2: I'm delighted to be with you.
1: I hope you're well, my dear. All good wishes to you. Great. That Reiki just keeps you going, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It sure does. I tell you, there's nothing better on earth. From the day I I came to know of Reiki, uh, I can't say enough wonderful, fantastic things about it. And I know the reason I became a teacher was because I said, People need to know about this. Everyone needs to know about this.
2: Mm, for sure. Absolutely. So
1: my, yeah. So my first question for you is what brought you to Reiki?
2: I I had been diagnosed as um um I have a congenital problem with my back and I've been diagnosed that I would be paralyzed by the time I was 40 in a wheelchair. And I really didn't like that diagnosis, so I started looking for um, uh, a way to make that not be true, make the doctors wrong, I guess. I, and at that time, I was very skeptical. I was a, mm-hmm. a full charge bookkeeper and wore my business suit and carried my <laughs> briefcase back and forth <laughs> to work. <clears throat> I didn't believe in any of this, um, you know, esoteric stuff and. Uh, but I was searching everywhere and I had gone to a bookstore and uh, one of those woo-woo bookstores, you know, <laughs> looking for <laughs> something something to read that could possibly give me an answer. And there was a, a young woman there that was a friend of a friend and she saw me and she said, Oh, Mari, and she came over and she hugged me. Well, I wasn't really huggable back then. And uh, that shocked me for sure that somebody would come up and just inv- invade my space and hug me. And she put her arms around me and she touched me where my problem was on my back. And um, it felt so warm. And she she left and I could still feel the warmth even when I was in my office. And so I called my friend and I said, your friend, you know, so-and-so t- hugged me. And she said, she hugged you? <laughs> so she knew I wasn't huggable. <laughs>
0: and, uh,
2: and I said, yes, and I can still feel her hands on me and I want to know what she did to me and she gave me her phone number and i called her and so i said what did you do to me and she said well i, I just hugged you and i said oh no there's something more and she said well i did a, a reiki course last last weekend and i said what is that and she said oh gosh it's really hard to explain it's you know you're channeling energy and i'm you're what <laughs> and she said well i think it'd be better if you talked to my teacher you know so she's here this weekend teaching as well and and I said, well, give me your number. And I called her. It was Ira Shishikuro. And, uh, and Ira said, why don't you just come along to the class because it would be easier for you to understand doing the practice of Reiki rather than me trying to explain to you. So I paid for Reiki 1 and Reiki 2, thinking I'm probably making a really big mistake. But it was still I'm still searching. And... Uh, <clears throat> I got to the class and immediately tried to talk somebody into leaving with me because you don't want to leave alone, you know. So, uh, <laughs> oh, so
1: you were you were trying to make an escape with another person.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely! You don't want to go by yourself, you know. That you know, <laughs> it was a young man, a guy sitting next to me, and I said, "Do you believe in this?" And he went, "Oh, no, not at all." And I said, well, "We could leave," and he said, "No, we, we couldn't get our money back." And I said. Well, I know, but you know, we could still go. And he said, "No, I have to come home with the paper. My wife sent me here, and I I have to have the paper when I go home." So that was the end of my leaving business.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> well, it's good though. It's a good thing you didn't leave.
2: <laughs> well, I, well, yeah, but I mean, I didn't believe any. I didn't believe in it at all, you know. And so, of course, I didn't have any. I didn't have any experience, you know. People are going, "Oh, isn't this wonderful?" And oh, I saw this and. You know and I I like I didn't have anything, you know. And mm-hmm. when we were practicing, they tell me my hands were and of course I thought they were lying to me to make me feel better. So that was the beginning of my Reiki experience. <laughs> oh my <laughs> but God. um I I must say that um my mom uh, was at home when I when I got there and she wanted to know what I what I had been doing and I s- tried to muffle my voice when I, I was doing Reiki but because she berated me for spending money on something that sounded so st- completely stupid. And then I begged her to put my hands on her. And she went, no. And then finally she acquiesced, and I put my hands on her knees. And she told me I was foolish. And so then I'm berating myself that evening, laying there thinking, well, I've wasted my money, and I have to go back the next day and and sit there all day long and probably not learn anything. So, But I showed up, and then... When I was leaving, I was leaving, you know, to go to the class, she called me and said, come by and work on her again because she didn't have any pain in her knees the whole night. So I went, oh. <laughs> ah. All kinds of miracles started happening right away. I I actually didn't care if I was going to be paralyzed. I, that's what was the biggest thing. So just, Just get the builders in and lower the cabinets because... I had a I had a epiphany that it wasn't going to be a problem, you know. And and I I always thought I was born with a black cloud over my head and things bad things happened to me just because that's just the way the cards were dealt, you know. Mm-hmm. And I lost the black cloud and um just things like that little things changed in my life to where I was seeing things um in a joyous way you know and um that i accepted things differently uh my life opened up my heart opened up to possibility and when that all started happening then i started healing and uh because i i was dragging my leg you know that
0: mm-hmm.
2: it was distinct so then you know now i'm 70 my goodness i'm not in a wheelchair <laughs> You know, wow. I've been doing Reiki over thirty something years, so I've seen a tremendous amount of miracles, little ones and big ones. You know, so uh, right. And I I look back at that time and think I was really a hard nut. Well, even even Iris said you're the hardest nut to crack. My gosh, you know. But uh, I like skeptical people because when they have an experience of Reiki, then they know. Right. Right. That that's I know. so
1: true. Yeah, and you get that look like I can't believe this but but then they do because, you know, they feel in a lot of cases the pain is gone, you know, and, and it's like it's a miracle. But, yeah. And it's
2: not even the physical pain, it's the emotional scarring. Oh. It's yeah. the deeper it's the deeper part, you know, that because it starts with the emotion anyway. It the physical's just the um <clears throat> The manifestation of something that happened before you know it's always the emotional part that starts it,
1: right. I think Doreen um, virtue yeah. has a book out or something that says you know the physical manifestation is this, but it's coming from
2: this emotion or this feeling, oh absolutely, oh yeah, yeah absolutely, mhm. Right. I've done a lot of inner child work with uh, people, not you know not past life stuff, but in the in this in this lifetime. And, uh, in fact, that's been, like, a specialty of mine for years and years. And I teach, I taught my advanced classes that, you know, like pre-master work. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's very, very beautiful work because the inner child is what holds all that in place. It's like the captain of your spaceship. And until until that child understands that it's safe to let that go, it's constantly trying to steer you into safe waters even though it doesn't allow you to live, you know, because it's limiting you all the time. Because it's it says no, no, go this way. Because we know how it is to live uh, live when you start to trust, people hurt you, or you know those kinds of things. So right, yeah. and it keeps the fear alive in you. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and so Reiki also works on fear, but if you do with some other deep work with it it really helps to unroot and weed your garden yeah
1: Mm -hmm. right and it's funny um you mentioned at the outset about hugging you couldn't you know you didn't want people hugging you or touching you Mm -mm, (laughs) no I, I used to be very much the same way and I would have people come to me for Reiki and they'd be so happy when they got off the table they would start to come towards me and I would get this look of Panic on my face. Panic. Like, oh God, yeah. No, you're not gonna. Oh God, this person's not gonna hug me. Please, don't let it happen. And yeah. I went through that so many times that I used to call myself hugophobic. But the phobia yeah. ended for me. The phobia ended when I became a love ambassador for the Love Foundation because on Global Love Day, I got this great idea that uh, this was a couple of years ago. I was going to have a um, an event for Global Love Day to talk about unconditional love and promote love and harmony and everything, you know, good in the world. And I was going to do some Reiki. We were going to do like Reiki Circle. And I was going to present some you know, slideshow. And then every person, when they left, was going to get a little card that says, if you ever think no one loves you, I do, with a quartz crystal. And I had to hug the person. <laughs> I have a hugophobic hug, okay? And uh, that was the very thing that cured my hugophobia.
2: Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. I would in, in, in the Czech Republic because uh, in Eastern Europe they don't hug; they shake hands, and it's very formal. So right. I would start my classes off with telling them they had to put their last name on the shelf, and they had to use familiar language. And then I would start off with an exercise to stretch their arms, you know. You have to stretch your arms because you're going to use your hands. And then they'd have to walk towards each other and they'd start to hug. And I'd say, see how many hugs you can collect. And they just thought that was the funniest thing, so that I got them used to hugging right away. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: yeah, Last so that, that, was, is- that was that was, that was was part of the ice-breaking part of the you know, getting them used to being with each other. Mm-hmm. 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 And, um...
1: Someone I heard describe you as passionate and intuitive.
2: Yes, that's that would be. Those are some of my words. <laughs> I can
1: see it and I can feel it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. it's, I'm it's, very it's, passionate.
2: It's, I'm very passionate about about peace in the world, about mm-hmm. peace in ourselves, and uh, I am intuitive. That's true. Uh-huh.
1: That's great. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just finished telling someone that we got into talking about, um, I forgot where it was, there's so much going on these days, about intuitiveness and do you have to do each and every hand position the way you're taught? And and I just said, you know what, to me, if it was okay for Sui Sensei to do five hand positions and the rest of the body completely intuitively, if it was good enough for him, it's good enough for me.
2: Well, yeah. it's like the training wheels of a bicycle. You know, It gets people used to touching. Right. But there weren't hand positions like that in his time, no.
0: Exactly. He worked
2: on the head. He primarily worked on the head and feet. And, right. And then, of course, I do Yikoden Reiki, which is straight from Yushui through Hayashi. And uh, we just allow our hands to find the place. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and
1: And uh, speaking of... Uh, reiki and how would you describe or rather explain reiki how would you explain reiki to someone who says but what is it <laughs>
2: how do i explain it Well let's see most of the time i just say it's a love of the universe or depending on i said you know you don't have to have a re- religious philosophy to understand Reiki, but I would I worked in a country that didn't have religion, so I would just say, it's the love of the universe,
1: and most of they got it right. They understood it. Oh,
2: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm.
2: find you have to
1: describe it in different ways to different people, different cultures. It's not that you can just say That's this a,
2: is a blanket. This right. is what Reiki is. You know? Right. Absolutely. But I just say it's an energy that that helps you that helps you to relax it's something that relaxes you so that once you relax the body can heal itself naturally we live in mom- in a in a time of stress everything is stressful so we have stress in our bodies and when it can relax then your body can heal itself naturally i am not a healer i'm a witness to your own healing you use the energy so i right. get to watch i get to witness what you're doing, and I'm delighted that I can be the witness for you. Right. And a
1: lot of people who come for Reiki are under the misconception
2: that um,
1: I'm going to this person who does healing, and this person mm-hmm. is going to heal me and make me all better. They remove mm-hmm. themselves from the equation. Right. and but put
2: them I, back, think, I put them back in it right away. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Because I think that removing just doesn't doesn't do it for them they have to be participants in their own healing
2: well they i i don't say you have to be what i do is i give them the idea that i'm here the energy passes through me but they're the one that's using it it's a gift that they're given they're given the energy and their body that it's their body, <laughs> you know. Their body's right. going. Wow, isn't this great? I think I'll stick this over here and here and here and here and here. This is where I need it, you know. But I don't yeah. direct it at all. I'm backed away from it. I have right. no. I have no how it has to be with them, you know. I just sit there very quietly, and it goes where it needs to go. Right. So I I touch them if they say my shoulder hurts, I'm going to touch them on their shoulder because if I don't, they're going to think I'm absolutely lunatic because, <laughs> hey, if my shoulder hurts, I want the woman to touch me on my shoulder. Right, you know? I came to you for a <laughs> shoulder
1: problem. Why have you not come to the
2: shoulder? <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, I talk to them before they get on my table, especially the first time they come. They do an intake, you know, I give them an intake right, for them right, to right. fill in so that a doctor could even look at it. Because I'm used to working with doctors. I've always worked with doctors. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so they could read what I'm doing. We, I've always been very fortunate to work with the medical profession. And uh, and then we just discuss what... I, I even ask them, what's the state of your soul today? What's been going on with you? And they yeah. go, wow, I've never been asked that, you know.
1: Something oh, new,
2: yeah. Yeah, how are you? I said, I want to know about you let me listen to you and they you know they said i've never opened up to somebody like this before and i said well i listen you know and then i hold it because this is sacred space here between you and i and then uh and i said and what happens on the table stays on the table as far as i'm concerned you can say anything or do anything and that's the place it's your safe place to be so some of them will cry and I'll go, well, that, that's good for you to release that, the tears or they'll laugh or whatever, you know. So it's a very um, safe, comfortable, and loving environment for people to be and do what they need to do to come into a state of uh, harmony. And then we talk about what our next steps might be, yeah. So hmm I, I kind of tell
1: my clients the same thing, although I'll say to them, you know, this room here in this treatment room, it's like Las Vegas. Whatever goes on here stays here. So, you know, <laughs> express yourself in any way you need to uh, <laughs> in the session, because that's all part of the healing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh,
2: yeah. Now, use your reflective listening. What yeah, is that right. about? And how do well, you describe they're, they're- it? They they talk to me and I reflect back. You know I say so. This is what you said. You know, so reflecting back to them, and what do you think that means? I never say you know. It's like if I get a message, you know, I get lots of messages. I don't say, well, I just heard this. I don't say that, but I reflect back to them what they say, and then I ask them, what do you think? What do you think that means to you? I never impose upon them, more as so I, because I, I work as a therapist. But I also have them go deeper inside themselves by themselves. You know, gently. Let's open the door. You know, if you're in the hallway and door, two doors are closed in your hallway, let's make the experience of being in the hallway pleasant. <laughs> you know, so you, while you're you waiting act, for the door to open. Yeah. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So you act as a mirror, then, right? Right. Would you say? Yes, I mm-hmm.
2: do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's great because you that's what... because you don't see in somebody what's not in there, de- what's not in you to see.
0: Right. You know, when
2: people say, "Oh, that person is jealous or something," well, where's your jealousy? You can't see it in somebody if it's not in you. Right. You know, so it's like exactly. when you when you get a client that's angry. You're going to get another client that's angry, and usually that's by the third time you go, "Okay, I've got it three times. Where's my anger you know <laughs> <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> got yeah. anger here today. You know it's like I had been raped and molested as a child several times, and then what happened? I got a lot of people that had been raped and molested at first, so I knew how to work with them because I had been that been there then then what happened was creator gave me the people that had raped and molested
0: right
2: and i stayed with them i've never said no to anybody because i know it's the greatest gift in the world the people that come through my door and then what i got to realize by listening to their story was that they a lot of them had been raped and molested as well so i could see the pattern you see Right. And I could get it, I could get into forgiveness of my own perpetrators, yeah, and work with them. It's all just a story. That's how they handled their grief. They became the abuser,
1: yeah.
2: Right, right. Very so, much
1: along the lines of the wounded
2: healer. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would say through this reflective listening, you help people to remember the one thing that a lot of people forget and you help them remember their original state which was and always is love. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's a wonderful Absolutely. thing. Wonderful work. Yeah. You just come you come back into the center. That's the truth. Right.
1: You
2: you were born in the center, always in the center. We it's it's who, it's us who stray out of it. We make up our mind about something different. It's like we're laying in our crib and we're crying and Mom doesn't get in there soon enough. So then our little selves say, Mommy doesn't love me anymore. You know, right. I, she doesn't. she's not going to hear me. I'm not going to be heard. And so now we've stepped out of our center. And then, you know, we create a whole new scenario. This is our new truth. And then we look for people that have the same kind of belief structure. And that's how we create a war, because we all believe this certain thing about some people. You know, <laughs> right? Or, yeah. or when we get we get married and get divorced, and all of a sudden we've got all these women that believe all men are a bunch of crap. You know, so <laughs> we go out and drink and raise our glasses to the crappy men, but they're not yeah. all crap. You know, there's a few that aren't. You know, so you start doing this work and you find out you don't you're not so comfortable being with the women that raise their glasses. saying men are crap anymore because you know that's different. It's not the truth. You see. Right. You start you start being around like minded, like hearted people, like in Reiki, or do other work, and and so that's why you end up making new friends because you're a different vibration now. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: Right. And, yeah, and you I so the people yeah so you move away you move away from people that are uncomfortable to be with. You play in a different part of the playground. Mhm.
1: Yeah, and you resonate to the people of a higher vibration.
2: Right. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean it's higher. It's just different. Yeah.
1: More positive vibration.
2: But, Yeah. yeah, and you can still love those people and you can still hold space for them to understand that all men are not crappy, you know, or all women are not this way or that way, or all this race or that way, you know. And those are the kinds of things that I even taught in the Czech Republic. I. I worked with President Havel and we took Reiki into the prison system, but you know where we took it? To the guards. Oh yeah. He Perfect. was a dissident. He was a dissident and he was locked up in jail. Mm-hmm. So now when the guards get softer and more open and more informed, they're kinder to the people that are incarcerated. Yeah. and one and one of the women that became a, a Reiki teacher through me, she studied with me eleven years. She wasn't. She was locked up too, and she was supposed to be killed. Wow! For speaking, for speaking out, being in that kind of country taught me so much about how people suffered through war. Yeah, All opened right. my eyes. My word, you know so.
1: Well, look at all of these these guys coming back with uh, PTSD. Yes. One after the other after the other, because we've got a war after a war after a war now,
2: and mm-hmm. we have a
1: lot of young men uh, really badly messed up.
2: And there is there is a woman that's taken our Yucatan class, Lou Whitaker in Texas here, who works with PTSD guys, soldiers, and she's up in, she's up past... Uh, well I mean, Wichita Springs, I think she's up that way. Then she works with them in a, in a government pr- program working with those guys. hmm And it's yeah. a marvelous work. Oh yeah. So the government the government's even looking at Reiki. Isn't that interesting? It's we don't interesting know we don't never,
0: we,
2: we never hear wonderful. about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. never hear about it, but it's there. And I and I've done some work with uh, some soldiers that have come back that have been paralyzed, doing water reiki. I invented water reiki years ago. Okay, I want hydro- to hear
1: more about that. <laughs> what is water reiki?
2: Well, it's like hydrotherapy. You put people in the water, and uh, I did it in Greece actually, and I taught reiki in a on an island in Skiro, called Skiros Island. And it was so hot one year that we literally, in order to keep cool rather than teaching us like one hundred and fourteen degrees or something really I mean really bad. We went to the sea and I said, "Get a paddle board and we'll uh cover cover up and float on the water, and people will be in the water doing Reiki on you while you're on the paddle board and This one woman said, "I'm scared of the water," and I said, "Well, get on the board." And she said, I'm also allergic to the sun, we'll cover you up. She looked like our lady in the lake, like she was, you know, gonna Oh wow we're, we're gonna, uh-huh. we were gonna float her out, you know. <laughs> and uh we wet we wet the sheet, we put her a w a wet sheet on her and we had our hands on her. She said she was felt like she was turning around and around. She wasn't. When she got off the paddleboard she was no longer afraid of the water.
0: Wow It was
2: the most amazing thing. And so I started doing that in all the classes around any kind of water. And I, in fact, taught um, special classes about hydrotherapy and Reiki with animals as well. It was very interesting, but people really love it. And what was interesting in Greece was the Greeks didn't come in the water when we were working on people. They stood out. It, it, It was like holy space. It was really interesting. They wouldn't come in the water when we were working. And then when we got out, they would go in the water. But they just stood and watched because they realized it was really kind of holy what we were doing. Yeah,
1: they knew it was sacred space at that time. It was, absolutely. Wow, that's
2: great. So I I called it Water Reiki, but I have a friend that has a pool not far from me, and there was a quadriplegic that, that I met. And we took him in the water and put him in the water, floating on a... We got floats up underneath him. And we did Reiki on him. And it was amazing. He said he just could feel the energy running in him. And he couldn't feel anything in his legs, but he could feel the energy in his legs. Wow. if that's
1: not a testament to Reiki. I don't know
2: what is. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. So it I've is. always wanted to do more research with uh, water Reiki and, and uh, you know, because... I work on animals as well to do, you know, horses and stuff, and to get a horse down in the – because they take him into water. It would be wonderful to work with the hydrotherapy with a horse. And, you right. Know,
1: you, mm-hmm. you just took the thought right out of my mind. I'm thinking, I'm going, okay, next I'm going to ask Mari about equine reiki.
2: <laughs> equine reiki is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I go to horse barns and treat, you know, four or five horses during a, a, a time. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, and when I over. treat dog, when I treat dogs and cats, it's it's so much fun, It really is. Right, and when I was in Sc- when I was in Scotland, it was really a, it was a funniest story. I was in, I worked in Scotland for a while in a, well, I worked in a chiropractic surgery. I was doing regression therapy with Reiki, and they even wrote about me. It was really funny in the Scots. Where, where anyway. in Scotland? In Edinburgh.
1: I love
2: Edinburgh. Yeah, <laughs> and I also I also worked at the Royal Infirmary with working with Reiki and schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. That was interesting too. So um, mm-hmm. um, anyway, so <laughs> so I've been working with this one guy. I worked on every animal in his farm, every one, because animals are expensive, and he wanted to make sure all his animals were in good health. And uh, but he had such a bad back. It was for Angus who hit. Poor Angus, he was just hobbling around. And I said, all right, now listen, I have treated every one of your animals. When are you going to let me get a hold of your back, you know? Uh-huh. Oh, oh, he'd go, oh. but but the animals cost money. I said, yeah, but you're, if you don't let me treat your back, you're going to be wheeling yourself around in a wheelchair to tend to your animals. So he finally sure. let me work on him. It was so funny. Oh. And that's when I and that's when I started working on stroke a lot of stroke patients too because I had one guy who'd had a stroke and he couldn't uh, he couldn't write or talk and I worked on him using a crossing pattern that I came to, to and uh, uh, came to me and I started using it and uh, he literally was he what we did was we surprised his family on his birthday. We've been practicing without them knowing it because they all learned Reiki to work on him rather than me having to work on him all the time. They learned Reiki to work on him as well. But I would come about once a month uh, just to check on him, you know, and have a little wee dram with him.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: So uh, uh, I said, they were all out in the garden, and I said, I'll I'll bring him now. I'll go get him. So we got to the door, and... Uh, they were just talking. He walked out of the door and walked down the ramp and they all just were just aghast. You know, they just held their breath because he was walking. Uh-huh. He'd been walking for a while but didn't let him know. But he had gotten uh-huh. to where he could talk and where he could write and uh, that was his birthday present to his family. His birthday uh-huh. present to his family was walking when the doctor said he'd never walk again.
1: Now, I have a question. You said he was a stroke victim. Did mm-hmm. he have the stroke recently uh in comparison to when you started reiki on him or had he had it a while ago and then you started doing the reiki?
2: Um he had had it. No, it wasn't too far. It wasn't too soon after he'd had it that I started working with him cuz his daughter was one of my students and she said, "Can we work on dad?" And I said, "Sure, we'll work on him." So, okay, uh, good. I'm
1: very intrigued. I had a, a client of mine who knows a doctor who had a stroke, but mm-hmm. he had the stroke a while
2: ago, maybe a year or more. Ago, doesn't matter. To, see, the thing is, this is my approach. Reiki doesn't hurt you. You have nothing to lose. All right, and everything I think to gain.
1: I don't know. I have to look into this. If you know, I can do it, and if it's advisable, so. Let me find out, and I'll get back it, to you. And it's funny you, you're talking about this now. This is great. It's it's
2: never, it's never going to hurt him. It can right. only help him. So, you know that this, if the stroke's on the uh, left hand side of the body, it's the right hand side of the body that's affected. You know that, don't you? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and so if you want, I'll I can send you some information about the cross patterning I do with them. Oh, please do. I'd appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, because it was yeah. in it was in Reiki news, and I use it all the time. I, in fact, a lot of times finish finish with people with the cross patterning because it's like it uh, reconnects the right and left hemispheres of the brain. But also, when I asked, <laughs> well, you know how we are Reiki people. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: I asked. I just said I was at a book signing in San Antonio, and. Uh, uh-huh uh, Flute said, uh, I'm bringing somebody in that's that's got uh, uh, cardiac edema, and she doesn't want to go to the hospital without seeing me. And I went, you know, you're really fooling with something that's not really good. You know, if she's cardiac edema, she could really be, be in serious trouble. And she said, I know, but she wants to see me. And I said, "There's a st- <laughs> I'm just telling you, Flute, cardiac edema, she needs to go right straight to the hospital. There's a time when you just say, no, go to the go to the emergency room. Anyway, so they brought her in and she was so swollen she could hardly breathe. Mm-hmm. And uh I was signing a book and I said, "Excuse me." And then went back. It was at a bookstore that has the rooms in the back you work on. Great. Right. And so I said to her, "I want you to use the cross pattern." And I showed her exactly what to do to the woman. And uh and I said, "I just saw that's what you needed to to do." <clears throat> so she did it. And I said, and in 20 minutes, if she if that's if that if she's not that swelling's not down, immediately to the hospital, or I'll call on myself, because <laughs> she knew I meant business. <laughs> oh <'Cause>, boy, <laughs> you know, because I don't fool around. I've I do, I've worked with a medical model before too much, you know. So,
0: right, So 20 minutes right.
2: later, they wheel her out, and she she said she's gone down a lot, a lot, a lot. You know, she said I've never seen anything work like that. And I said, well, get her to the hospital. So then I'm I'm sitting there, because there's nobody there with books yet for me to sign. And uh, I said, okay, what was that about? You know, I'm, I'm having my little talk with God. <laughs> what <laughs> was that all about? <laughs> and he shows me a string with three pearls on it. He, she shows me, the, I have a he, she has a string with three pearls. And when it's swung, the pearls aren't swinging together. They're swinging in different ways, you know. It's all, like, kinetic. And then... Uh, he shows my hand in front of it and like giving it energy. And then they slowed down and all of them were moving at the same time. And then he says, It's like three captains of a ship and they don't wanna they don't wanna go at this, the the same place at the same time. One wants to stay home, one wants to go here and one wants to go there. What are the chances of the ship even leaving the port? hmm. None, you know.
0: Exactly.
2: But when you use that pattern, it 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 uh, integrates. It integrates so that all three will go towards the goal. All three will go towards the goal: body, mind, and spirit. Okay. So So I was told to call it the integration technique. Ah. What I do is called the integration technique.
1: They're integrating body, mind, and soul,
2: which many people still don't
1: understand. Those are the three things that we need to integrate. You're not just a body or a mind or a soul, and they're all connected. They're not
2: outside of each other. No, they're all together. Right. But if they're if they're if they're switched off in some way, you know if they're not working wanting to work, you know, well you didn't consult me. I didn't want to go I didn't want to go to Singapore today. <laughs>
0: right. You know,
2: I didn't want to I didn't want to go losing weight. I'm happy the way I am you know <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, that's if the little
1: guy that's running rampant that I gotta get a hold of. <laughs> right.
2: So that uh that is one of the things that happens. And cross patterning came out of working with uneducable children.
0: You know that we didn't
2: call them that back then. You know, because I, I, when I was very young, we cross patterned a friend of mine's daughter, who was uneducable. She mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be able to even go to school, and we just cross patterned her back and forth, back and forth all the time. So when I was meditating in Scotland one time, I saw the cross patterning, what to do, and I was told to use it to work on dyslexia. I thought, well, I don't know anybody dyslexic. And then I got a call to come for dinner that night. And when I got there, they said their son, John, had been, di- been diagnosed with dyslexia. And I went, oh, <laughs> I just got shown a way to work with dyslexia. I wonder cool. if I could use that. And so I said, Johnny, I just got shown a way to work with dyslexia. Would you mind if I tried it? He said, no, I don't mind at all, Mari. And I said, Well, where would you like to go? And he said, Let's go out in the glands, out in the field, and we can do that. And I, what I said to him was Dyslexia to me is you have all the knowledge in one side of your brain, all the books and everything you would ever need, and you're on the other side of the library, but you can't find the door to get in. It doesn't mean that you're not smart. We just haven't found the door. And he went, "Oh, that's cool, mm-hmm. So you're going to help me find the door to get in the library and I said, "Yeah, he said, "Well, that's fine with me." And he was one of these guys that little guys that talked all the time right. so we'd he'd lay down and I'd put him in this pattern, so it's like if you put your right ankle over your left ankle,,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you would put your left Wrist over your right wrist and cross it over your chest. Yeah. Right.
0: Mhm.
2: And then you, as a therapist, would put your hands on both sides of the head so that you're working with the right and left hemispheres of the brain. Mhm. And you would leave that there for like 20 minutes, and then you would ask him to recross the other way. Right. Okay. So he would mm-hmm. just be talking. He'd just be talking and talking and talking. <laughs> about it. It was like it was really neat to have a young kid that would talk all the time. Right. He was interested in so many things. But then, like about the third time we went out there, he got really, really quiet. He started talking and then he got really, really quiet and I thought, Oh, he's probably falling asleep. So I waited, you know. And finally I said, John, are you asleep? He said, No. I found the really the neatest book. I found the door. Wow. And I found the neatest book, and it's really a good book. I'm really enjoying it. He's a neurosurgeon now.
1: Amazing.
2: Yeah. Wow. And so I used it for dyslexia, I mean some severe dyslexia that I worked with. And I had been slightly dyslexic as a child. Mm -hmm. I can remember that, and I thought, wasn't that cool? But then I found that, you know, we're slightly dyslexic, most of, most of us. Not about reading, but just dyslexic on some level, you know. Mm-hmm. So I started using it for other things. I used it for any motor neurological problem. So I worked on Parkinson's and stroke patients and all sorts of things. Oh. With good success, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, you know,
1: I sometimes that I just... They really need to do more Reiki research, but I don't know how we get the funds to get them to do this. It seems to be, you know, one of the things that we just can't
2: get going here,
1: more Reiki research.
2: Well, there's been a lot of research done, and William Rand has a lot of it published on his web pages. I know. But I was just doing my own, you know, because I was given – I've been given these kind of flashes of, of knowledge or in, intuition, and I would just follow it. Right. The same with the same with muscle muscle memory. When I was teaching a class, a young girl asked me if, if Reiki would help her get pregnant. Well, I had worked a lot with pregnancy in my clinic mm-hmm. about pH. Uh, ph balance and harmony you know with both of the people and being in the present rather than nine months ahead thinking the baby's being born when you're making love you know that kind of stuff right. and i would had a we've had lots of ba- reiki babies lots and lots of reiki babies We had pictures of them up on a bulletin board and uh but then she said i said what kind of, i don't know for some reason i said what kind of work do you do and she says i'm a world-class accordion player And I said, oh, and I could see how her body has to be to hold the accordion. You know, she's she's got her uterus tipped. Uh-huh.
0: And,
2: and so I asked her to lay down. This is in a Reiki 1 class, in the beginning of a Reiki 1 class. So this is like, well, we're just going to go with the flow. <laughs> and uh, so I felt her pelvic structure, and uh, and I said, to her mother come feel her pelvis here see how it feels and she said oh it's tipped up your mom and she were in the class together and I had a few more people come and feel you know
0: uh-huh. and they could
2: feel the same thing so people like to do investigation they think that's really neat anyway
0: <laughs> and I
2: said so let me show you what I'm going to do and I put my hand under the bottom of her of her pelvis and I just you know held it where the muscle was and then, over the top a bit, and uh the muscle completely relaxed, and her whole pelvis changed shape on one side because when wow. you, when you let them when you let the muscle remember where it goes, it relaxes, and then the bones the bones just drop back into place and then I did the, and then I did the other side, and then her whole her old pelvis was right back down to normal. And she even put her hands on her pelvis, and she said, oh, my goodness, this is quite different than I, how I've been feeling. And her mother said the same thing, and there was a doctor in one of my classes, a gynecologist. And he came over, and he felt her too, and he said, this is remarkable. And I said, so would you say that she, the way her pelvis is now that she could probably conceive? He said, yes, I, oh, for sure. For sure. So um, <laughs> uh, I said, "So you have it looks like you have a choice here. If you want to get pregnant, you have to stop playing your instrument for a while."
1: As simple as that.
2: And then I said, "And tell me who's your teacher? Who's, who's teaching you?" And she says, "It's a woman." I said, "Does she have children?" She said, "No, she doesn't. She hasn't been able to have. She hasn't been able to conceive." I said, "Well, it could be as simple as the same thing." doing the same thing. I said, I'm happy to treat both of you in my clinic, you know, to see if we can help you both out. So they both they both quit for a period of time. Both of them got pregnant. Both of them had children. And then they went back to playing for a while. And then she wanted her second child, not the teacher, but the second, the girl that was in my class wanted her second child. So she came back to me. I worked with her again. She conceived again. So I said, basically, you have your own natural birth control, <laughs> your musical <laughs> instrument.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Just keep playing. Yeah, so I,
2: I started doing this, what I call it, muscle memory work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. I'm going yeah. to
1: take a, a little break, and then we're going to come back, and that'll be the ending segment of the show. So you can grab a glass of water or a sip of water, and we will be right back with Mari Hall.
2: Oh. El-
0: Listening to Violet Reiki Radio on the Seka Network through BlogtalkRadio.com with your host, Reiki Sheehan Rose Jimenez, your source for all things Reiki in love, light, and healing.
1: Hi, and we are back with Mari Hall. And if anyone has a quick question, you can dial in to 347-677-0699. Um, next, Laurie, uh tell us a little bit about the International Association of Reiki. Uh,
2: the International Association of Reiki was formed in um, Scotland when I moved there because people wanted a, a kind of a home base and uh, I was reluctant to do the ha- to have any association
0: <laughs>
2: which meant mm-hmm. you had to have some kind of structure, you know, and all that <laughs> other stuff.
0: <laughs> right. Oh dear,
2: you know. So anyway, I created it and um and then of course when I got to check, people wanted to join it, but it was very hard because you couldn't send money out of the country to pay your association dues. And so the Uh, the people in Scotland said, go ahead and take it to check for them, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's what we did. We took it to check. And uh, we had quite a lot of uh, membership there going on. We created a newsletter and uh, all kinds of things were going on. And then, um, of course, then I left. And so we haven't really done much with the association uh, uh, now since I've been back. But uh, we are starting to rewrite it because my my um, I'm teaching Yikidan now, which is quite different than Western Reiki, and I've had to really look at what I'm doing, you know, because uh, the International Association Reiki was set up as a Western Reiki school and accepted accepted by the EU as a school that has the highest standards for teaching in in the European community. So uh, it's really been uh, Rosie, excuse me, Rosie um, that that does the Reiki news for William, the editing for William, edited my new edited my new web pages, and uh, she went through there, and we just started deleting a lot of stuff through there. So. It's mm-hmm. just a question of keeping it and re-slanting it or deciding what to do with it, you know. Right, right. So that's where I am right now because cause I'm not teaching Western Reiki. I, 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 I have offered it since I became a Yikiden Shihan. Uh, when I was Shihan Kaku, I was offering Western Reiki and nobody was taking Western Reiki from me. They were only wanting Yikadin from me. So
1: <laughs> See, and that is so funny because I teach Western Reiki and I also teach Komyo Reiki Kai, which is also mm-hmm. you know, Japanese Reiki. And mm-hmm. I don't get a lot of requests. It's like everybody wants Western Reiki. Like I say, you know, everybody wants mm-hmm. instant coffee because granted, Japanese Reiki, when you teach the Japanese Reiki style It's a lot more involved. It's a lot more difficult. You can't run through it like the Orient Express and say, hey, I took a class. Here's my certificate. (laughs) There's a lot more to it, you know. So Mm -hmm. not getting along on that, but uh, I guess location or whatever, but uh, at least they offer both. And so you don't teach Western anymore.
2: Well, I as I said, I've offered it. And every time I offer it, no one takes the class. It's just amazing. I've, you know, it's like, and I said to Arjava, what do I do? He said, well, just offer both, you know, because, I mean, after teaching right. 50,000 people, you'd think, you know, that you would still have that kind of following. Yeah, because that's a
1: huge amount of people that have yeah. taken Western Reiki with you. It's Absolutely. funny. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> I still have all my because, books and everything, you know, my my manuals, and I and I thought, well, I'll go through and I'll, I'll rewrite them and you know correct right. misspellings, et cetera, and, you know, and uh, I just don't have the ta- I don't have the take up on Western Reiki. See, it's amazing. It on, I know. have
1: I have a colleague over in Auburn, California, um, Cerise, and she teaches both. Okay, but she is on fire with people who want to take Komu Reiki kai with her and she doesn't teach that much reiki i don't know maybe it's a western part of the united states thing and it has yet to catch on here in the east uh, you know the eastern part of the united states i don't know hmm. but uh, whatever reiki it's it's you know reiki's, reiki's, reiki's reiki. teaching reiki is the greatest thing there is
2: Absolutely. I, t- I totally agree with you, and Reiki is Reiki. I I just, um, it's just been interesting to me. I just feel, I'm at the, at the t- total, inside the very beginning of something so precious with Yucatan. I really do. It's just, um, it's so beautiful, but I still, you know, to me Reiki's Reiki I mean what however your whatever your approach is Reiki's Reiki, exactly.
0: but I okay. like to
2: keep it very simple and basic. I don't add even in Western Reiki, I never added anything to it. I didn't have any bells and whistles and any of that stuff. I never added anything to it, if anything, I took all that stuff away, you know because I never felt that that was real anyway it was. Well, the
1: if, if you know, Sui-sensei didn't use any of the bells and whistles like we know no. he did not, uh, no. why would a Reiki practitioner today want to, unless we're talking about some ego here, why would you want to embellish or add and, and make it something it really is not? You know, I had a client today who said to me, I said, have you ever had Reiki before? So I, I knew how much I needed to explain to her how technical I had to be. And she said, well, right. you know, I had it done by a nurse, and uh, she only did my hands, and she used Young Living Oils, and I'm listening to her, I'm going, that wasn't Reiki. No. Like, okay. <laughs> and but after, see, that's what
2: happens. People use other things, and they say it's Reiki, and that's confusing, because if somebody, then they go to somebody else that doesn't do that, they think you've left something out.
1: Exactly. So I, I think all of us have to make it clear who do follow mm-hmm. tradition, who are doing it the real Reiki, because, again, I'm sure you know, Mary, with the symbols out on the Internet and all the stuff about Reiki out on the Internet, anyone could look, learn, copy, you know, just repeat. <laughs> they can even make up their own certificates, say, yeah, I'm a Reiki certified whatever, and they really not. I had a I know. plastic surgeon do that to an aunt of mine 40 years ago. We went to his office. We saw all the stuff on the walls, and he had operated on her. And long after, you know, he was operating on her first, she had breast removal because she had breast cancer many years ago, and he was going to fix this for her. Well, long story short, he operated on her once or twice, and then things went very bad, went south. She passed away. And about 10 years later, we found out via 60 Minutes, the television show, he wasn't who he said he was. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, I don't think. People oh, think no. About, yeah. I don't think people really think about fraud. And especially today with the Internet and all of this, that right. somebody who tells you they're a Reiki teacher, investigate them well. Because right. Not all people who say what they are are really what they are, and true. It makes it look bad on the rest of us who are and who uh, are, I
2: think are doing the work. Yeah, I I just yeah. say to people, yeah, it's like instant mashed potatoes. I tell you, the real ones taste better. And uh, yeah, if you want to swim in the Olympics, you're going to want somebody who's been swimming in the Olympic pool, not somebody who's in the baby pool. That's right. So you want you want somebody who's had a lot of practice, really, and the practice is the most important thing, because you're introduced to Reiki in a class, and what really brings it home is the amount of practice that you do. That's your teacher,
0: right?
2: You have right. a you have a you have a, a, a relationship with your teacher. I mean, I I still am in relationship with people that I've taken Reiki with. They're still writing to me, even the ones in check are still writing to me. You know, in check, and I, I and I have to try to remember, or I go and translate it and then write it back. But still, you know, I'm hearing from people, and I also have been mentoring people that have never taught, because they they have teachers that walk away from them; they never see them again. Never. And it's
1: funny, right? I say that to all my students. Now you're coming here, you're taking Reiki classes with me, and I want you to know I'm available to you all the time for the rest of your life, my life. It doesn't end here. You don't walk out of here with a certificate and say, oh, well, I'm done with her. Write to me. Call me. Email me. I had one student. I I saw her write a question on uh, some other uh, board or whatever asking a Reiki teacher a question. And I got a hold of her and I said, why did you do that? I'm your Reiki master teacher. You should have come to me with your question. And her response was, well, but I feel I bother you too much. (laughs) So like there's no such thing as a bother. This is a lifetime relationship. Right. Any question you have, you are yeah. by all means, you know, welcome and it's not a bother to ask me. This is our relationship. This is what I'm here for. If I didn't want to answer my students' questions or be here for my students as a mentor, as a teacher, uh, I wouldn't be doing what I do, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh it's funny. I just want to quickly ask you, Mari, about your bracelets. Your, what are they? Prayer bracelets, or what well, about? they're not.
2: They're actually they're. Um, I, I'm actually even changing direction with those. It's funny. <laughs> I make um, I make prayer beads so that you hold them in your hands and you you run your fingers with the beads, you know, as you as you pray. It's not. It's not necessarily like a mala beads, you know. But I was
1: going to say, is it for, like a mala?
2: Mm-hmm. It, well, it, it could be like a mala, but i uh, I use very good beads with them, but also um I also make the uh because in Yaden we have a scroll you know uh we we our teachers, t- as teachers we have a scroll, and uh so I make scroll hangers that keep our scrolls hanging straight and and again I do all that with the same principle I pray on every bead as I string it and then i hold it in my hands and and pray with them t- too so each one has a quite different energy i'm thinking about if i know i'm making it like if i was making you something i'd be thinking about you what, as i do it right so it's right. quite interesting so they're going to take, right. take, i just went <laughs> i just went i i became a i'm a beadaholic i have to admit it now so <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm out, of, I'm out of the closet I'm a beadaholic
2: I was in Connecticut and I was looking for some uh, Buddha beads and uh, oh my god
0: <laughs> then I got home
2: and found out that I had more beads than I thought I did so I have just said shoot me if I get close to a bead store please
1: <laughs> I
2: know the because, feeling well if I I mean cheap ones I buy, I buy very good ones so I
1: understand uh, where you're coming from because I had opened up a new business in 2013 called uh I Equals You Namaste. And the whole reason of the business is love, unity, harmony. And I make beaded bracelets. And as you said, Uh as I'm making the bracelets, the Reiki energy is going in. And generally, while I'm making them, I'm listening to... mantras or chants and I'm chanting along and doing the bracelets but I use mm-hmm. top quality beads you don't use these crappy yes. plastic beads or you use top quality pure gemstone or whatever beads I I feel right. the pain <laughs> That's
2: right I uh, yeah that's what I do yeah, <laughs> but, but I, I I need to be using the ones up I got for sure I'll tell you <laughs> I always...
1: know I know so uh I guess once you get this re configured and you know, we'll we'll hear more about it down the
2: road. You'll see some more, yeah. And what happened was I was ill for a while and I didn't realize that I had to I I hadn't paid my uh my um uh, what you call it, my whatever where your where your web pages are and they took my web pages oh, down. Same thing And, I think, me. <laughs> and you know the thing, you know I but I think the thing is it's like anything. When something happens it's for a good reason. It's like my web pages are being redone, and um, I won't be wise choices. Remember, be Mari Hall, Mari at Marihall dot com, and uh, it was being done that way. And the guy just disappeared. So when I was in Connecticut this time, I've got a new guy working on my pages, and he's phenomenal. He's really phenomenal. So, so we're now in our. You know the third attempt, <laughs> and okay. but it's going to come out and be so much better. So it's just like I'm just trusting the universe.
1: See, and that's why I always say to these people, I want to be able to do my own web. All my websites, I do myself because I've heard so many yeah. horror stories about. It. I had a website person, but they're gone. Oh God. Oh yeah,
2: he just. It, I couldn't get a hold of him. I couldn't get him to answer anything. He put mm-hmm. stuff up that was just really a mess. And I have a, I had a, you know, way I could see it how it wanted to be, and this guy's just amazing. He's really amazing. So, uh, sure yeah, it's come, it's coming, and he just sent me a, I just sent him a calendar I really liked, and he said, sure, I can put that up there. Okay. <laughs>
1: that's great.
2: Yeah. So it'll be. It's everything's happening.
1: Everything's it's all for, happening. For, you know, the highest good of all. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, instead of pushing, you know, like I want it and this is the way I want it. And I I just went, okay, I surrender. There's a reason why it's not happening. And I just surrender. As soon as I let go, something else could come in.
1: Well, my favorite, my favorite thing is it's not about what you want. It's not about what I want. It's about what is to be. Right, absolutely. We all want that control. There's no such thing as control. So just go along with the flow of the universe. Everything will be fine. Well, Mari, I want to thank you so much for being here this evening and for doing the show. You're a wonderful guest, and I'm sure we could talk about Reiki and everything for the next
2: three hours. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. I really loved it. And I love you. Thank you, Sasha.
1: I love you, too, and hopefully you'll agree to come
2: on again sometime. Oh, I'd love to. Really would. All right, great. Really would. Thank you well, so much, sweetheart. Thank you so much, Gush, show and have a lovely weekend, Mari. Thank you. Uh, bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Uh, bye. Thank
1: you all so much for listening and tuning in this evening, and uh, you can find Mari on Facebook. You can also find her at www.marihall.com and um, next week I'm not quite sure who my guest is or if it's you guys are going to be stuck with me but next week trust me Violet Reiki Radio will have a wonderful show for you and I believe Yeah, next week you get me. I'm not quite sure what subject we're going to be discussing, but it'll be a Reiki subject. And I thank you all for listening and participating in this evening's show. Have a lovely weekend, everybody. And uh, be well. Thank you for listening.